and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast created to enhance, connect and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you're listening from today, I want to thank you for tuning in. My name's Paul Joy and I'm delighted to present now another conversation with a Yarra Old Grammarian, affectionately known as a Yog. And again, we're going to track some of their memories from their time here at school and how that's impacted on where they are today, exploring some of the twists and turns and fascinating insights. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. And in fact, we'd love you to share if you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes that we've already released, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play, perhaps you've found us on Stitcher or Spotify, then we'd love you to subscribe, leave us a rating and a review and share it with others because the more who enjoy and uh, and share these episodes, the, the further we can enhance the Yarra Valley Grammar community. So please like it and share it and tell others about it. And if you've got any recommendations of other guests, other people, other yogs who you think have got an interesting story to share, then by all means, contact us at podcast at yvg.vic.edu.au. Today, let's launch into this conversation that I'm going to have with Vic Goddard. She's from the class of 1981, and she's got a fascinating story amazing array of adventures from uh, struggling perhaps at some of her schooling and and maths not necessarily being one of her favorites to now realizing how critically important it is to her business and to her success. I'm going to begin by asking Vic Goddard about when she started here at school and often in schools who you choose to hang out with has a big impact has a significant impact on who you are and how you turn out to be. So I'm going to ask her about how she started and who she hung with. Enjoy this episode of Inspired by Yarra. So Vic, when did you start here at Yarra and who did you hang out with? Well, I, year 11 and 12 was very different to year 11 and 12 now. Um, there were It was the only intake of girls in the school. So prior to that, it was all boys. Um, so basically there were 30 girls, I think, in the whole school for both levels. Um, it was a little bit daunting to start with because I'd come from an all-girls school and uh, knew one person, basically, and found him and befriended him and that group of people. But in saying that, because there were not many girls, I was also friends with the year, because I was in year 11, also friends with the year 12 girls because we'd play sport together and, and do sort of bits and pieces together. So it was kind of like the two years rolled into one. Yeah, so they yeah. were sort of all together and yep. would, did, would you have had classes in year 11s and 12s in the same class at times? No. Not that you remember? No, I don't recall, but it was more a, a social thing where, mm. you know, if you're playing sport, obviously you, you all or, played sport together because there weren't many of us and if we were playing Eltham College or someone, mm-hmm. we all had to join together then. So it was mainly a sport sort sure. of yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Do you have contact with any of those people today? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, I have. Um, we have this thing called Duck Lunch, and it's quite famous. We've been doing it for how many years have we been out? Thirty-four years. Tell me about Duck Lunch. Duck Lunch started. A few of the boys uh, were at uni. Before you go on, mm-hmm. is any of this secret? No. You we're happy to share. Yeah. Okay. Duck yeah. Lunch. <laughs> Duck Lunch is fabulous. Um, yeah, the boys, they were at uni, Melbourne Uni and all around RMIT and there was a fantastic little um, Asian restaurant in Brunswick 
and they make the best duck on the planet. So it's the whole duck, everything but the duck. So the boys would meet for lunch and then the girls started to come along and now we still do it every four months, five months, and we always do it sort of just before Christmas to catch up so we can catch up on our year if we haven't seen some people. So we always have the same instigators as the guys that were, you know, at uni. They send out, now it's great with social media because they can send out a text message or a Facebook message. And if you can go, you go. Sometimes we have 20, sometimes we have five, but it's, yeah, fun. And is that from the class of 1980? Yeah. So, so still connecting yeah. all these years later. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And we feel like we're 17. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. And so if other people are listening to this and they're from the class of 1980, they'd be welcome to come along. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, we'll, uh, we'll maybe put a little <laughs> link in the show notes from this episode. And uh, if you are from Yarra Valley Grammar, the class of 1980, and you want to get along to the next duck lunch, do you still go to the same restaurant? Same restaurant. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And do you order duck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just depends on how many people. We might have three ducks, ten ducks, oh. and we and we actually get the whole restaurant, the whole bottom floor, so yes. it's fun. That's it's, great. Yeah, it's really that's good. That's terrific. Um, where is life for you now? What are you doing? You, you, you're looking pretty relaxed, looking pretty uh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Where have you come from? Where are you going? You just mentioned uh, perhaps something exciting that might be on the horizon. What's something that's going really well for you right now? Um, gee whiz. Well, I've just got back from overseas. That's nice. So, <laughs> Bit of a holiday. Was it a holiday? I have a, I have a tan. Uh, yeah, no, it was a working holiday. Uh-huh. Uh, I spent a month in Europe and went to a trade fair in Paris. Okay. I have I have two businesses per se. I have um, I have a a real estate business where I do property development, and it's not large scale. It's small scale. It takes me a couple of years to to turn a. A property around, buy an old house, build some in the back, and I rent them all. I don't sell them. I just become a landlady, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, and the other is, and it was a actual throw on from the property. When I um, set up my houses to uh, rent, I used to put a towel in the bathroom or you know shush it up a little bit. And I'd got these towels from Turkey in travelling. And all, the, all my tenants wanted to buy my toweling. Wow. And I thought, gee, I better go back to Turkey and buy some more towels. So another little company called the House of Indigo started from that. And I've been importing textiles from Turkey now for four years. And we have pop-up stores. I had a pop-up store to do a, a market research um, initially through Westfield. So I was exclusive to Westfield. And at Christmas time, we'd have these... I created a little Istanbul in the middle of Westfield and it went crazy and I still do it. So I'm at Eastland this Christmas for a month and I've just been there back to, to Paris and Turkey buying all the stock and buying new stock in Paris. It was There were 4,000 artisans at this Paris fair and I picked up a whole heap of new material and well, products, jewellery and stuff. So in the midst – that's fascinating. In the midst of that, there must be an eye for – trend or fashion or what 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 are you looking for when you're going for looking for these new products well initially it was just what i liked mm-hmm. um and pretty well much it still is so you've got good taste <laughs> well according to myself i do <laughs> um i don't know if my husband agrees but yeah no no um yes it's it's an eclectic taste that i have it's different yes. I, I don't like things the same and when i sh- and i'm a great shopper i love shopping so there's nothing more frustrating when you love doing something um, and everything's the same in yeah. each store. Right. So I would go on a search and 
and I love to travel and I love new things. So there was nothing more um, satisfying than going to a country, into a, a village and, and seeing what they make and then buying that for myself because it was so pleasurable. Yes. And I wonder, I assume, that that's helping the producer Yes, Some absolutely. of these villages that you're working in and yeah, going yeah. into, that's a big help for them. Absolutely. Because you would order two or three or would you order 20 or 30 or Thousands. 300? Thousands. <laughs> so that's a big kickstart <laughs> for that that person working in the village. Yes. That's extraordinary. Yeah. But tell me just for a moment though, combining something that was a passion, mm. became a bit of a hobby, mm. you'd like to travel, you'd like to buy stuff, mm. now to turn that into a business Commercial. and try and monetize that. Mm. Has that crossed any boundaries for you? Um, it's interesting. Um, I'm a little bit idealistic in nature. So, um, you know, I, back in back in my 20s I wanted to save the world and you realise as you get older you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I maintain that the, the, the particular textiles I bring in, I maintain the fact that they're hand-loomed, they support um, two families, but these families are six-generation loomers, mm-hmm. you know, cotton loomers, and so they've been in the business a very, very long time. And um, I've, the, I think the beauty about it is that you can't get tens of thousands Right, yes. Yeah, you okay. can only get thousands. So they're still limited, really. Correct. But mm. in saying that, I will let you know what I am about to do is business is a process for me. So I'm about to go on to Amazon. So mm. Amazon, and this will be interesting for people in the future listening because Amazon's been around in America for a very long time or in, in Europe. But in Australia, it launches in four weeks. So House of Indigo has not their hand loom products, but their machine loom products, which I can get multiples of, will be on the front page of Amazon when it opens in four weeks. So I'm very excited wow. about that. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh, boy, I that know. is huge. I know, I'm excited. My word. Yeah. So will you be able to keep up with demand? If So you're going to be on the front page of Amazon as it launches in Australia? Well, it's everyone, people that want to sell their wares on Amazon, yeah. it's all a process again. Yeah. You know, it's about... Um, Product demand and supply. The supply is no problem because, as I said, these yeah. these two particular products I have. Well, one I've made a little niche, d- done a few little tricky things to to make it fabulous for people, mm-hmm. um, which you cannot find anywhere else mm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always that copycat side to it'll the, come. the planet, yeah. and it will come. But if I can do it first mm. and get the reputation there for that, well then, um, and the quality is amazing. So I've got the two lines going in, and and it will be yeah. I'm pretty excited. I don't have. It's a bit like I'm waiting for the the phone to ring. You know, like it's just wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's very exciting. Something to be looking forward to. So in four weeks' time, um, are you currently on Amazon in the states? No, no. So this is a real launch for you. Yep. So I'll I'll be launching there as well. Yep. With this. Little tweak. product tweak, yep, yes. absolutely. And because, yeah, as I said, it's not there. And when I was overseas, um, I'm going to become I like I'm going to become a bundle queen. So I've got other products that will complement mm. the textile, which is a, a towel. I can tell you what it is. It's a towel. Um, so I have these fantastic sea sponges from the Aegean Sea, which I met last week over there. in Greece. Yeah, mm. well, I got on a boat and went to the factory. Um, so they're a factory, and I also got um, fantastic olive soaps as well. 
So then they're big, chunky, handmade. So these kind of, you know, it, it's all complementary to each other. So we're bundling and we've got the towels. So we know that um, there's a market for the towels because it's been going, or well, I've been doing it for four years. And mm. we've got Eastland, this Eastland, people ring me now. I don't really have to ring them anymore. Wow. Yeah. Can I do a pop-up? And I said, well, only do three weeks a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good business. Yeah. And once it's on Amazon, that, yeah. that'll sell itself. That's right. That's I don't the need plan. to. Yeah. I, well, Amazon's a different beast because mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate. I have a um, a big area in my ceiling. I have a loft that is a, a store mm-hmm. area for me now, mm-hmm. where Amazon they store everything. Yeah. They ship everything. Yeah. Fulfilled it's, by Amazon. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So nice. That, that's my next. That, so that's the most exciting thing. It's great. The process. Um, lots of new products from Paris. That was uh, it was great. But it was to go to a, a trade fair like that, and there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people selling their wares. Oh, it's overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. So you, I have to be fairly focused. I don't. You know, I, I have a line and then, you know, as in my, my toweling and my textile. So I look at things. I don't sort of go through everything. Yes, you, you can bypass a lot of it because yeah. it's not in your Correct. in your market. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So what does success look like to you? I mean, to me, getting on, face, uh, on uh, Amazon and being up there and being already ready to go to launch here in Australia. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Is that success? What, what is success? I can sum that up pretty pretty easily. Success to me is the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm. That's it. I'm I'm like a rolling stone with that. You know, life is always so liquid for me and moving and happening, and you know, I need sort of that. Um, that freedom to, if I see something over there, I need to be able to go and fulfill that mm. um, need or want or whatever. So that could be a holiday or it could be going on Amazon because in business you always need money to set things up. So that would be that. Or if I want to go to the gym, well, you know, there's there's a whole gamut of things. But if you, you have to go to the gym every day or you have to go for a run every day, you've got to eat clean. So I've got, you know, I need to tend to my veggie garden because my next thing is to become off the grid as well. So... Mm. If I can be as self-sufficient on the planet as I possibly can, I'm the happiest girl you'll ever meet. That's me. <laughs> wow. Do you carry a mobile phone? I do for the business. <laughs> yeah. So you're not completely going to be off the grid. No. but uh, So still stay connected. So what's connection? In, you've, you said you've got kids, you've got family. Mm-hmm. Um, were they part of Yarra as well at some point? Mm, they were. They, they, um, I met my husband at Mount Buller. He was, uh, he's a civil engineer, so he worked up there and I met him up there. We're mad snow skiers, so we've skied our whole lives. Um, so the girls, were, he was from Perth. So we actually moved to Perth for 15 years. So the girls were born over there. But I always wanted to come back to Melbourne and always wanted to send the kids to Yarra. It was just one of those things. They're going to Yarra. Bree actually went to MLC for a year in Perth and then uh, she was she's the eldest and then they we, they came here their whole high school years, mm. yeah. So the three of them. That's good. great. That's very good. So yeah. there's a, there's f- family connection there, which is really, really yeah. significant. Look, I'm a big believer that school has a strong influence on our character yep. and on our values, um, and and I guess on our outlook of life. Yep. Um, how would you describe the bigger picture experience that Yara perhaps planted in you? 
I had um, seven school, high schools and primary schools. So, and I was here for two years. Um, I think the big thing for me, having so many different schools was a little unsettling. So Yarra brought a certain calm to me, an absolute calm and uh, foundation. And I can't describe it any other way. I just felt secure. I felt like an adult for the first time um, because it was it was a bit like going to uni. You know when you, you go to uni and then your teacher's not there anymore. But it was kind of like that here. The teachers were here, but it was up to you to, you know, be a bit self-initiated. Ab- absolutely. Mm. So I found that um, fantastic yeah. and I realised um, what I could actually possibly achieve in my life and I haven't forgotten it, to be honest. Yeah, and and so that foundation that you laid, yes, partly through your schooling but particularly uh, turned up when you came to Yarra. Yep. That really lay a, a firm foundation for the confidence that you have now to yes. explore business, to yes. go and travel and to, to just say, yes, I can. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's extraordinary. Yep. While you were here, you were here for two years, did you have a favourite part of the school or a favourite place in the school that you would hang out that you're prepared to tell us about? Uh, <laughs> it's different now, but yes. we all uh, would meet um, on the grass above the the art room. So there was a, a grassy sort of tree, gum tree area where all of us would meet and sit and you could look down on the school and um, that was it had nothing to do with schoolwork but it was just more the social side of it. You know, we just sat and talked and everyone knew where to meet and that was the place to meet. It was on the grass looking down and it was, yeah, it was lovely. So nowadays that's been, that grassy knoll has been transformed into the Math Science Building. Yes. So it's that big space up there now and new developments here all the time. Yes, that's There's, right. There's uh, always new things on the go. Yeah. Um, was there something particular that inspired you while you were here at Yarra? Maybe it was a class you did or a staff member or a student or an activity that you were involved in, something that inspired you? Um, I can't, well, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I do recall um, computer studies, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I wasn't that great at math, so I was even worse at computers. Um, but Mr Lynch uh, would teach us and he used, he said, look, don't worry if you don't understand just now, but half of you in this room will be doing something that doesn't even exist you know, and I'm thinking, wow. You know. He was ahead of his time because we're still saying that now. <laughs> yeah, he was. And I'm thinking, well, what is that going to be? You know, I have I had no idea what that was. And, you know, that came to fruition in my early corporate years um, working and with mobile phones and that, that whole industry. I was involved with that for 15 years. So um, that was interesting, you mm. know, that a teacher could say that and it was, mm. you know, it didn't fall on deaf ears. You know, we all listened and we thought, wow. Yes. And I still think that now, you know, as a businesswoman at 53 and, you know, embarking on something like Amazon, I mean, there's a lot of, you hear the media and people are freaking out about Amazon. You know, you know it's the worst thing that could happen and and um, it's, it's, I don't think it's the worst thing. It's just change. It's different. It's going to be the way that the world will be and you either embrace it or you don't. Mm. And I think that's really exciting and I think that's what Mr Lynch was saying. You know, you need to just 
have an open mind. It, mm. I can't tell you what it's going to be, but it'll be something. Mm. And, you know, I'm still doing the same thing at 53. Mm. It's a new thing. Do you remember our school motto, Lavavi Oculus? Uh, yes. yes. It, uh, it means lift up my eyes. Mm-hmm. What does that concept, that idea mean to you today? Well, the way you say, yeah, I think it's quite relative. Lift up to me. Lift up your eyes is to stand up, look out, look at the horizon, get a three hundred and sixty degree view, and take your pick. You know, like mm. it's a matter of don't don't be pigeonholed or or just looking down one little way. Just stand up and look out, and and it was like the old saying: the world's your oyster. Just take it all in. Mm. And you have. I have. And you are. I am. <laughs> It'll be fascinating. So we're four weeks off launching Amazon in Australia. Pretty much. It'll be fascinating to speak with you in how long, do you reckon, until, you know, you know that you've really had some success mm. on Amazon? Is it a, a four-week thing, a six-month thing, a 12-month thing? Mm. When do we get you back on this podcast to ask how you went? I think two years. Okay. Um, I think... Uh, it's one of those things that's always, it's going to be fluid also. I'm going to have to get more products and more products. So I've already planned on a trip to the Canton Fair in April. Uh, and it's just the people that I've seen that have been successful, I, I tend to mentor myself on people that I that have already done it so I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, my product's different but the process is the same. Um, the really successful ones have 10 products and uh, you can have a sizable company within 18 months and that's something to sell and that's a six-figure business if it's done the right way. So I'll wait and see. It's, it's all, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited. Wow. Yeah. That is exciting. Well, it's a lot of people. You know, Amazon goes to In terms a, of the market. That's right. Sure. So you don't have to sell... Um, you know, you sell X amount of products. You might sell 100 products a day, but it's going to millions and mm. millions of people. Mm. And I've got a website, you know, I've got a www, um, and I sell on that every week. I mean, that's been going for three years and, you know, you might get five sales one day and you might get one the next and where they come from I've got no idea and they're all over the place. Um, but, yeah, this is a different ball game. This is a different platform. That's right. And and Amazon as a, as a platform already has a known reliable market. Yep. There's people already there shopping, they're looking yep. ready to sell. Yep. Um, they're just going to search up towels or yep. unique handcrafted things yep. and, and they're going to find you. Yep. And the only difference between the Australian market and, say, the American or the UK market is um, it's a culture over there. You know, it is a culture to order online. The Australians are a little bit hesitant at the moment, but it will happen. Mm -hmm. You know, we will follow. And we are Australia. We're a few years behind. We'll get there. So that's fine because if I'm on there and just doing my thing, you know, um, I'm established on that marketplace. So that's that's where my head's at. The other interesting one is um, Amazon... Jeff, I'm trying to think of his last name that started it, but he is opening up in India as well. So... That will be an interesting mm. thing because I mm. said, you know, I was only thinking yesterday on the plane coming home, what what could I sell in India that mm-hmm. they'd love from Australia, you know, and, and you, right. you know, what's different? It's here that they can't get there because that is a massive market. Yes, yes. But, again, they, they want it. They, they want that. So you're always 
thinking and planning mm. and creating mm. as to where the next opportunity mm-hmm. might come from. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Always, yep. Um, is there a book or a film or a documentary that you think should be required consumption for young people today? Oh, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big book reader. Um, however, I do have a degree. I did a degree um, three years ago. So I, I qualified three years ago in psychology. And um, there was, I've read a lot of papers. So I still would Google Scholar. If I want to know anything, mm. um, I will Google Scholar something and I will look at peer-reviewed papers on whatever subject I'm looking at. And I find that if I'm on an aeroplane going to London, I will look at the documentaries. I won't watch a movie. So that's just my mindset. I'm, I'm not a really a, a book. However, in saying that, there was um, a gentleman, I was doing positive psychology as one of my um, subjects, and we, we were doing some studies on um, war victims, people that were... Um, in World War Two, that were taken to concentration camps, and there was a chap there who uh, survived, just, mm. but he survived purely on thought, mm-hmm. and he was starving. He was beaten. He was, he might as well have died because he was just a broken human being on the mm. outside. And there was a line that he said, he said, they can take everything, but they can't take my mind or my thoughts. Mm. And someone said, well, what were you thinking about? And he said, I was thinking about food. And a menu, and I was thinking about my family. And if you look at evolution and you look at the two basic things that we all need is we need love and food, and it got him through. Mm. There's no doubt. If he didn't have, and he would dream about menus, and he would, and it was almost, and you have to wonder whether he had a placebo effect, you know, thinking he was eating the steak and he was actually getting nutrition somehow. I mean, the brain's a powerful thing. So he survived, and then him coming back and telling his story. There were everybody that survived those awful years or any awful experience. It's that mindset that gets them through, mm. pure and simple. Mm. So that inspires me. How do you train your own mind now? Do you have a routine or a rhythm? Do you are there practices or habits that you have that yeah. that are important to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we all, well, I don't know, I have, um, you know, we, you can have these multiple ideas and thoughts going on in your brain, uh, but there's always a dominant side to your personality and um, I concentrate on that side. So sure, there's, there may be some negative sides as well, but um, I let them come up for a run and then I meditate every day and I zone in onto the positive doer or pusher I call her the one that gets out there and gets stuff done um and that's what I do and I exercise every single day I do something every day so they're my routines if I if even if I'm traveling I will go well it's traveling for me is a lot a lot of exercise anyway because we're walking you know 50,000 steps a day through things or climbing up things or whatever or skiing you know I don't we hike the summit so it's I've always got to be active like that um but I would certainly um miss not having that routine in my life um clean eating is important to me um 
Now, I mean, when I say clean eating, you know, I, I, I eat everything. I'm not one of these, you know, I don't eat it, I don't eat it. I eat everything, but I try and eat it in moderation and healthy, grow my own or organic or, mm. you know, cows that are happy and that kind of thing. I don't like unhappy chooks, unhappy eggs. So I'm a bit fanatical with that side. Uh, lots of water and love, you know, family. Families, I've got two grandchildren, mm. you know, so they're absolutely beautiful. Third one on the way, so I've got two, one, and the next one, so we've got three under three soon. Very close to the girls. They're Bree's 30, Tamika's 27, and Jazz is 25. So, and I just picked Jasmine up this morning from London, and the other one comes back in a month, so it's all back home again, and yeah. Do the grandkids like coming to grandma's house? Oh my goodness, they don't want to leave. <laughs> Nunu, I'm called. I was going to say, and, and what do they know you as? Nunu. Nunu. Uh-huh. Did you get to choose that? No, 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 because the kids call me Vic Noodle. It's just a, okay. a just a, a nickname, and Charlie Grace just said Nunu for some reason, so that's stuck. Mm. But she's um oh look, they're just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Right. You know, that's that's been a real experience. It's funny, the last two years, because I'm very close to my father, um, or Charlie's two and a half, she was, dad died and Charlie was born. So mm-hmm. that emotional side of your life and things, and that's when, you know, you, you, you've got to, I have to keep, you know, exercising and I have to keep positive and I have to adjust, you know, uh, to the new life that, you know, someone's not there but someone is there. Um, that's super important. So, yeah, I'm... Well aware that, you know, life's got all these different um, curveballs, but it's just, you know, I just swim through them. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely. This is fascinating stuff. We could uh, <laughs> chat here all day. And, and when we turn this off, we're going to continue to chat, I think, if that was a BOK. <laughs> um, what's the best advice you've ever received? <sighs> um. Oh my goodness! I think I think um, Dad and I were laying on the grass um, when I was probably ten, maybe younger, and we were looking at the the stars and the moon. And and um, I said, "Oh, I think I'll be an astronaut one day." And Dad turned around and said, "You're going to make the best astronaut that ever ever was." And I never forgot that. Like it was just something that I thought, "Wow." But in saying that, and then through the not-so-great academic years until I sort of got stuck in, in 11 and 12, there was a conflict there because I didn't have the, the behaviour and the grades and the bits and pieces during the day to, to make sort of or feel like that I could achieve anything until I got a little bit older and, yeah. Mm. But I think that was the first thing that anyone ever said to me that I thought, oh, well, maybe he didn't say, oh, that's ridiculous, you know, you can't, who's going to fly to the moon? He was like, you'll make the best astronaut ever. Yes. I'm like, wow, and fantastic. So now you're a businesswoman and you're launching into Amazon and you're, uh, you've got accommodation, rental, um, real estate that you're involved in and you're, in your version and maybe in your dad's version, the best real estate um Landlady Landlady that there is. I'm a landlady. You're going to be launching into Amazon and going to be the best on there as well. Remind us again, if we're looking for some of your products, where would we go on Amazon? What would we search for? The House of Indigo? Indigo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's Turkish towels. Turkish towels. Yeah. Handloom Turkish towels and they're fab. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. I know. Well, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward. I just want it to, you get impatient, you want it to speed up, but there's still a lot to do between now and the launch. 
Mm. You know, mm. as in, you know, you've got to get stock here and, you know, all the logistics of that kind of thing and bringing in the complementary products. So um, I don't find that boring, though. I mean, that's something I will say is that I really enjoy what I do. You know, mm. there's there's not a time where I go, mm, this is a bit, you know, boring or whatever. Mm. I don't have time to be bored with it. Um, but then I don't have to spend a lot of time doing it either. It's, it, you sort of you can do it in three or four hours in a day and then you can concentrate on something else and, yeah, I can go for a run or I can do whatever. Mm. So there's not, not that conflict. So I do enjoy what I do for mm. sure. So let's say a student here is listening mm -hmm. or the parent of a student and they're having a bit of a tough time at school. They're not sure. They're a little bit lack of direction or lack of focus. Yep. It seems to me, and, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, but yep. it seems to me that there is still hope. Absolutely. Because your experience has been that, yeah, for a little while there it wasn't looking so good. No, it was terrible. But you've climbed your way up, you've clawed yep. through and, and you're flying. Mm. You are that astronaut. Mm. Yeah, I think I found um, I, I, I did what I liked, you know. I, I enjoyed. I've mm. never had a career that I didn't like. I mean, I got over a career. I was in corporate mobile phone industry for 15 years and it got to a point where, then that led to real estate. So, you know, I could have stayed in the corporate world, but did I really want to go to, you know, night, go into the offices and put a suit on every day and deal with Telstra? I mean, oh. <laughs> sorry, Telstra. Um, yeah, but, you know, it was just, yeah. I think time, things have a lifespan and you move on. And, you know, it's interesting, back in our day, um, people had one career. My husband is a civil engineer because his dad was a civil engineer. He should have been a golf pro. I mean, that is what he should have done. Um, but his mum said, oh, no, 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 you've got to be a civil engineer. Whereas this day and age, I mean, I'm probably different to our peers because I've had multiple things. I've had a progression of careers. Um, but I think that as in looking at my children who are in their 20s, they'll do a heap of stuff. They'll do, you know, because as Mr Lynch said, we don't even know what's around the corner yet. You know, there's so many things coming into the world. It's so exciting. I mean, I know it's robotics and it's different and it's high IT, and but embra I embrace it. Mm. It's the new world, you know, and you've got to go with, go with it. And if you don't go with it, well, then you might be left behind or you might be feeling a little bit alienated. And so it just, I think, just do what you like. And money and success just comes mm. Mm. if you're liking it. But if you don't like it, you're going to do not such a great job. Vic Goddard from the class of 1980. Nunu. Nunu. <laughs> thanks so much for being with us and you're thanks for being a guest for. on Inspired by Yarra. Thank you for having me. Well, that wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra. I hope you found that interesting. Uh, Vic Goddard, uh, to me, is a remarkable woman. She's mover and a shaker. She's got things happening. She's got her finger in a lot of pies. And by the time this episode is released, you would know that Amazon Australia is uh, is a happening thing. And she was ahead of the game. It's still not too late to get involved in, whether it be a side hustle, whether it be selling, but Amazon Australia is cherry ripe, set to continue to boom. So if you haven't, if you've got an idea, if you haven't already started, then let me encourage you to explore some of the options that uh, Vic shared with us today. I loved her comment about what success means, about the idea that it's freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. 
And I hope that is your experience. Now, we're not all lucky enough to have that as part of our repertoire to be able to have, be free enough to do whatever we want, whenever we want. But I hope that as you continue to connect with the Yarra Old Grammarian community, as you, whether you're perhaps part of our local community now and, and uh, uh, currently a student or a parent, a family member, we hope that your time here at Yarra has or is helping you to live life to the full and helping you to be the best version of yourself. Make sure that you don't miss on any of our upcoming interviews uh, and podcast episodes by subscribing, by liking, by sharing these podcasts, whether you found it in Stitcher or iTunes, whether it's on the the Google Play, um, maybe it's on Spotify you found us, wherever it is, we'd love you to subscribe so that you don't miss an upcoming episode. My name's Paul Joy, and on behalf of everyone here at Yarra, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you go out and make a positive impact in the world around you. Now get out there. Go get them. 